We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. March or Die show today. Glad to have you with me and appreciate you listening and or watching. Thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure to be able to have these conversations with you. And today looking forward to really sharing a perspective with you that has kind of been on my heart and mind lately. I wrote a blog post recently about this and I want to share it with you. And again, I hope that it will be a help to you. Uh, but before we get into that, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening wherever it is you are consuming this content from. Thank you for doing it. And I would remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, take some time to do that. You can go over to YouTube, search for my name, Jeremy Stolnecker. You'll find me there and uh, a lot of other content there as well. But this show for sure lives there. And uh, I'd love for you to take some time to look at that. You can share it out from there. Uh, go ahead and leave me a comment, whatever you like, and uh, I put that there so it will be a help to you. So please take some time to do that. Also, if you're listening to the podcast version of this show, take some time to subscribe to that feed so that when this content comes online, you'll always be the first to receive it. And uh, that would be great as well. Really just appreciate you listening and watching. Please always let me know if I can do anything for you and uh, love to connect with you that way. Also, and I'm going to talk about a blog post today. You can find this post, the one that I'll be talking about a little bit today, and a lot of other content on my blog, jeremystolnecker.com, jeremystolnecker.com. There, you'll find my blog. You'll find links out to all of my social media and uh, everything else that I do. You'll find it housed right there, jeremystolnecker.com. So take some time to go and check that out. This is the March or Die show, and we talk uh, every week about how to push forward, how to continue, how to overcome the obstacles in life. What do you do when it feels like your world is falling apart? What do you do? Really, it boils down to one of two choices. You have a thousand different things you could do potentially, but it all kind of boils down to one of two choices. Now, how you do these may be more complex, but what you do, one of two things. When the world around you seems to be falling apart, when the bombs are falling around you, and we talk about this often on this show, uh, when it seems like everything is out of control, you can either stay where you are, kind of giving up. <laughs> I say kind of because it doesn't always look like giving up. Maybe you're putting forth some effort, but really you're not trying. You, you've given up. You've stopped. You're not moving forward anymore. You've decided that the battle, the obstacle, the difficulty, the trial, the trauma, it's too big and you can't go on anymore. You've given up. You can do that. You can stay where you are 
and die. Now, again, people push back on this because they'll say, well, I haven't decided to die. I just have decided to not go forward. (laughs) Uh, I would submit that not going forward is the same as death. It may not be a physical death. Now, there are people we know that encounter difficulties and trials and all of these other things that we talk about, and they conclude that life is just too difficult, it's too hard, so they're not going to go on. We know that happens. They take their own lives. As tragic as that is, it happens. But what I'm talking about is not that. What I'm talking about is the kind of death that is relational. Your relationships are dead. Maybe you're maintaining them, doing the minimum, but you're not really engaged in those relationships or growing in those relationships. They're dead. Perhaps it's emotional death. You just don't care anymore. You're here. You're doing what you need to do. You're going through the motions, but you don't care anymore. You're dead. Perhaps it's a spiritual death. Again, there's no growth. There's no connection. There's no uh, understanding or improvement. You're not moving forward in any meaningful way. You've decided... To stay where you are and die. I like to use (laughs) that word picture because I don't know of a stronger one. Deciding to quit is deciding to stop living. So you have that choice. You can do that when the obstacles come into your life. Or you can do the other thing. It's not complicated. I'm not a complicated guy. It's pretty simple. You can decide to march. You put one foot in front of the other. Maybe you don't exactly know how you're going to overcome whatever it is you're facing, but what you can do, the thing you can control is the next step. You're going to take the next step and then you'll take the one after that. And then you'll take the one after that and the one after that. And eventually all of these steps put together, you'll look back and you'll see a lot of space between you and the difficulty. One step at a time, one moment at a time, one conversation at a time. You overcame that seemingly insurmountable obstacle. You did it. You did it because you decided to march. Again, I like the word picture. I've explained this. You can go back to previous episodes. You can go all the way back to the beginning, if you like, where I talk about what it means to march or die, where that came from. A real-life story, something that happened in my life in combat in Iraq in 2003, where we were faced with a situation that was going to either take our lives or push us to act. We had to march, or we would stay where we were and die. That's what life is all about. A life is good, and it is bad, and sometimes it's more bad than good, but those who succeed are not the ones who are better than everyone else, or smarter than everyone else, or have access to things that others don't have access to. The ones who succeed are the ones who are willing to just take the next step. What about you? That's what it is to march or die. I've been brokenhearted, maybe strong. I don't know if it is or not. I've been saddened. I've been overwhelmed. I've become very tired in the last year or so of watching people that I know Or people that maybe I'm a couple of steps removed from, but because of social media and because of uh, larger media, we we know what's going on in their lives. Uh, I become weary and heartbroken in so many ways about people who fail. Fail. 
I don't know if it's the COVID pandemic. I don't know if it's the government that we currently have and all that's happening in our world. Everything seems to be so upside down. Uh, I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe I'm just uh, becoming an old man. <laughs> I'm paying attention and I'm uh, that cranky old man yelling at people to get off the lawn. Maybe that's me now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just watching more. Maybe because I have a perspective on life that's a little bit further along than it used to be. I, I feel more deeply about these things. I don't know, but I do know that I've become weary of watching people fail. I, I don't even know the number of marriages that I've become aware of in the last several months that have dissolved because one or more of the partners in that relationship decided they would pursue someone or something else. They stepped outside of their covenant relationship because they thought there may be something better for them out there. Marriages failed. Ministry leaders who, for one reason or another, did something, made decisions, acted upon something that caused them to be biblically unqualified to continue in ministry. It's crazy. Uh, this, this always happens. You live long enough, you see people come and go in ministry, as you do in marriage. Uh, but the number of people in both that are failing is overwhelming. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Again, maybe I'm just paying more attention to it. Uh, maybe there's something else going on. Maybe it's a, a spiritual warfare that didn't exist before. I don't know, but marriage is falling apart. Ministry leaders leaving the ministry, leaving uh, broken churches and broken ministries behind them because of decisions that they made, failing. Uh, something else I, I, I've observed, and again, it's crazy, <laughs> but watching people fail physically, if I can put it that way, the number of people that I have become aware of who have uh, died for one reason or another, and we, we could talk about COVID, that's what everyone thinks, but a lot of different reasons, a lot of health-related issues that people have. Uh, it seems like every family member uh, that I'm connected to somehow has a family member uh, that has unexpectedly died. Friends that I have whose family members or friends have unexpectedly died. Maybe you've seen this as well. It, it all seems so overwhelming. It's just happening again and again and again and again. Failure, relationship failure, spiritual failure, uh, people saying, I just can't take the pressure anymore. I'm, I'm walking away from the faith or I've lost my faith. We hear those phrases and we could talk about them, but uh, moving on. Physical failure. Bodies who can't handle uh, what's going on in the world physically and they just quit. Failure. <laughs> it's overwhelming to me. Uh, maybe it's overwhelming to you. I pondered these things and I've thought about them and, and, and perhaps one of the reasons I feel so deeply about many of these is because they're so unnecessary. Broken marriages, most of the time, unnecessary. Ministry leaders, disqualified from ministry, no longer able to lead a church or a ministry to serve people the way they once did, unnecessary. Not every physical death <laughs> could be stopped. I get that. But many of them, unnecessary. But here's the thing, and this is why we're talking about it today on the March or Die show. I've often discussed preparation and how we need to be prepared. I've spent entire episodes talking about preparation. Here's what I've learned over the course of my life. Here's something that I try to live by, and here's something that could prevent the preventable, <laughs> the failures that we see around us. 
we need to come to the point in our lives where we are training today for the fights that will take place tomorrow. Listen to me. I'll say it again. We need to train today for the fights that will take place tomorrow. And here's the thing. We don't always know what's going to take place tomorrow. In fact, most of the time we don't. We couldn't predict a COVID pandemic. We can't predict some of the issues that will come up in our relationships. We can't pre- predict some of the, uh, the challenges that will happen in ministry that would cause us to go astray, to look outside of what we believe to be true, to do things we once thought we would never do. We can't see those things coming, but we have to know if we live on this planet, they will come. The fights will come, whether we want it or not. We've talked about this. But instead of just being afraid of what might happen or pretending like it won't happen or hoping that it won't happen and then not knowing what to do when it does, we can prevent the preventable by training today for the fights that will inevitably happen tomorrow. Well, we've got a couple of minutes. I want to share some perspectives with you. I'm going to give you a few things to think about, and we could dive into each one of these specifically. I'm not going to do that, but I want to talk to you about a few things that can give you perspective on this. How do we train today for the fights that will happen tomorrow, later on, down the road? How do we prevent the preventable? How do we (laughs) stay away from failure in our own lives? couple of thoughts. I want to give these to you. Again, uh, I spent more time writing on this and and kind of uh, outlining this on my blog at jeremystonlicker.com. You can find it. Uh, It's titled simply, Train Today for the Fights Tomorrow. You can find it. I'm not a smart guy. (laughs) Very simple. It's easy to find. Go find it. You can read it. Uh, Maybe even share it out. But some perspectives on this. How do we do this? Well, first of all, we need to define failure. We need to define failure. I use a word like fail or failure, and people automatically get upset. They push back. How could you cause someone to be a failure? How could you be so judgmental? Uh, I don't intend to be judgmental. And I think understanding clearly what failure actually is helps us to not be judgmental, but to take seriously the the issues at stake. What is failure? Uh, Failure to me is not about not meeting a goal. I don't consider that a failure. If you had a goal and you worked toward it, you didn't meet it, that's not a failure. Maybe you need to adjust some things. <laughs> it should teach you a lesson. Not a failure. Um, being laid off from your job because there was downsizing or something happened well outside of your control, uh, that's not a failure. Uh, so many other things that can happen in our lives, we might define as failure. We didn't score enough points in the game. You didn't fail. You just didn't score enough points. We define sometimes those things as failure. Those aren't failures. Those are consequences. Here's how I like to define failure. Failure. It's experiencing consequences, spiritually, mentally, or physically, that are the result of an unprepared life. Let me say that one more time. Here's failure. At least from my position where I'm sitting, the way that I live, the way I think about this, failure is experiencing consequences, spiritually, mentally, or physically, that are the result of an unprepared life. You see, I can't control 
outcomes. We'll get to that in just a second. But I can control what I do. Uh, Probably to me, the most poignant example, the clearest example of this is uh, the physical example. Uh, We know that we've been given a lot of numbers about people that have died from this coronavirus uh, thing that's going around. And whether you agree with how it's being handled or don't, whether you take it very seriously or less seriously, uh, we have to accept that people certainly have lost their lives as a result of this virus. We know that. It's true. And many of us have been touched by that. And in some cases, there was nothing that could be done. But in many other cases, had the person who contracted coronavirus, the virus, been physically prepared for a future illness, a future virus, something that would happen in the future that they couldn't predict, had they been taking care of themselves, exercise, nutrition, preparing their body for whatever was going to happen in the future, if they had been prepared then they would not have lost their life. Again, that sounds perhaps harsh, and it sounds judgmental. I don't mean it to be either. Failure is not having some physical illness come into your life that's outside of your control and then trying to deal with it. Failure is having a physical issue that could be addressed Or could have been addressed if you lived a prepared physical life. Check this out. Our bodies are what God has given to us to do, to ride around in, to contain who we are, so that we could accomplish what He wants us to accomplish. If our body is not fit, if our body is not well, we cannot accomplish what He has set before us. Failure is not taking care of our body to the extent that we can. Not everyone is the same. I understand that. Uh, This is not about a body image thing or anything like this, or anything like that. It's about doing the best we can to take care of the vessel we have so that we can do the job we've been given to do. Failure is not being able to do what God wants us to do because we didn't take care of our bodies. To me, that's failure. We could think about spiritual failures. It's not preparing. It's not investing Uh, the mental failures. It's not reading or growing or learning or asking questions so that when issues present themselves, we're not prepared to deal with them. We're not walking with God spiritually on a day-to-day basis when there's peace in our lives. So when the temptations and the difficulties and the other stuff comes into our lives, we're not prepared. Failure is experiencing consequences that come as the result of an unprepared life. So when we talk about training for the fights that will inevitably come, we need to begin with a clear definition of failure. Uh, This guides me. There are so many things in my life I can't control. So many things in the future I cannot control. Illnesses that may come, doesn't matter how good of shape I'm in, I can't control them. It happens. Issues that will arise, so much out there that can present itself in a way that seems insurmountable. I have to fight through those things. I need to fight from a position of strength, prepared, having trained for the fights that will come. I have beat up on that point enough. I will move to the second one. (laughs) In order to do this, we need to realize that we only have one life. You only have one life. Again, uh, this is one of those things that probably doesn't need to be said. 
We know this. But we need to be reminded from time to time, when you decide that it would be easier to do something other than prepare for the future, please be reminded. Stop long enough to remember that this life that you have, you don't know how long it is, but you only get one. There's no second chance on this thing. You get one life. You get one opportunity to fully be what you were created to be, to accomplish the things that God has set before you. I believe that when God lays in front of us a path, He creates us to do some specific things, to accomplish some specific things. There are some things that only you can do, that God created you specifically to accomplish. I don't believe God puts that on us and then makes it impossible for us to do that. I believe that if God sets something in front of us, that He gives us something that He wants us to accomplish, He gives us the time, the ability... (laughs) the energy, and the opportunity to accomplish those things. It's a question of whether or not we're taking advantage of them. If you will train today for the fights tomorrow, it will be in large part because you remember that you only have one life. Reflecting on this truth daily will shape your priorities. Here's the next thing, and I just touched on it briefly, but again, uh, we need to dive into this. We need to understand we're here for a reason. I think one of the crazy things that happens as we go through our lives is that we begin to question whether or not we have a purpose bigger than just going to work and doing the stuff that everyone else does. We're here for a reason. I wrote about this extensively in my book, Leadership by Design. And if you would like to, you can go check that out. But uh, we have a purpose. God created us with a purpose. None of us is an accident. None of us is here by accident. None of us just stumbled upon the scene with nothing to do. God has something he uniquely created you to do. You're here for a reason. There are things that need to be done, people that need to be influenced, kids that need to be raised, people that need to be led, stuff that needs to be done that only you can do. You're here for a reason. There's so much in our culture and in our society that is trying to blur the lines of individuality and autonomy. Uh, The Bible even teaches that we are to love others and to reach out and help others and to serve others. I get all of that, but those all need to be decisions that we make. We have the ability to act on our own, to express, to live out the free will that God has given to us. We are autonomous, and we should be. We need to, again, work with other people. We need to uh, be involved in what's happening. We need to be part of the larger team. I get all of that. But we're here for a purpose and for a reason, and yet our culture says, no, you have no purpose, you have no reason, but to serve the greater good. You are to serve. Your purpose is to serve God. And in doing so, you will serve the greater good. But don't ever feel like or believe the lie that you're just a number You're just someone else doing a thing. (laughs) I don't know what your purpose is, but understand that God does not waste time or energy. He created you with a purpose. Uh, I love the illustration or story, (laughs) the record that we have from the book of Genesis that talks about creation. 
talking about the different things that God spoke into existence. But when it came to man, God himself reached down and picked up the dirt from the ground and breathed life into man. That's how much God cares about you. You are here for a reason. Here's the next thing. We need to accept that we are rarely in control of circumstance and never in control of outcomes. Now, if you are cheating at a game, you may be able to control the outcome. But in life, when played fairly, you're rarely in control of the circumstance and never in control of the outcomes. You see, we need to stop focusing on outcome. That's what we typically focus on. And instead, focus on the things that we can control. We become frustrated and angry when we can't control something, and yet there's so much in life we can't control. And we determine failure or success by outcomes that, again, we can't control. We need to instead control the circumstances that we can, control the things that we can, control the actions that we can, and know that at the end of the day, so to speak, in air quotes, When we look back, we will not have the pain of regret knowing we didn't do everything we could have done. Stop wasting your time anxious and angry about things that you cannot control. Finding your value in the outcomes of things you cannot control. And instead, find your value and purpose and direction in the things that God has placed in your hands to steward over the time that you do have, the talents and opportunities that you do have, the body that you do have, the potential relationship with him that you can or do have. Influence your circumstance to the extent that you can. But understand that it is the process, the work, the training for what will inevitably come that we've been called to focus upon. The circumstance will change as we leverage what we have. Uh, Outcomes will be more positive, of course, as we leverage what we have. But we need to focus on the things we can actually control. What am I doing today? What am I reading? How am I developing my spiritual relationship with God? How am I taking care of my body? How am I doing these things today in a way that will impact tomorrow? We move to the next thing. We need to finally realize that there is more to life than comfort. (laughs) Theodore Roosevelt made a statement I have hanging in my office. He said this, Never throughout history has a man who lived a life of ease left a name worth remembering. It's Theodore Roosevelt. He had a way of putting things. Never throughout history has a man who lived a life of ease left a name worth remembering. Remembering, we live, if you're in the United States, in a society and in a culture consumed with comfort. Comfort is a gift. There's nothing wrong with comfort. But we need to learn to be comfortable, if you will, at moments of discomfort. We need to push ourselves harder, extend ourselves more, do more, things outside of our, again, proverbial comfort zone. We need to stretch ourselves Not making comfort the goal, but making growth and realized potential the goal. 
Push yourself. Work hard. Prepare. I would say that in all of this, we need to set goals that motivate training. But we should never forget that training is not the goal. Uh, Again, a physical example, I do quite a bit of running, and I sign up for races, not because I like to race, but because I know race day is coming and I need to be prepared. It's, It's a goal that motivates my training. It keeps me training. The goal, though, is not to run. The goal is not to finish a race. The goal is to take care of my body, to steward over what God has given to me to accomplish the things that he wants me to accomplish. Training supports life and not the other way around. Don't become consumed with training to the point that that becomes the goal or the end. How many people have made their entire life about training? I'm going to read a thousand books. I'll never stop reading. I'm developing my mind constantly, but there's nothing beyond that. That's the goal. I work out all of the time. I'm involved in this physical thing because I love it. That's the goal. Uh, I am uh, locking myself away in a monastery, <laughs> focusing only on my spiritual growth and development. That's the goal. Check this out. We set goals to motivate training. But training is not the goal. Training should support our life and not the other way around. We train so that we can fully be what we were created to be. In all of this, I'd say never train alone. There's no reason to. Uh, There are training partners. There are tools. There are uh, opportunities all around us. So when we feel overwhelmed, we need to reach out, find a training partner, someone who's on the same road spiritually or mentally or physically as you, pull them in and move forward together. I believe in so many ways a strong relationship with God plus a strong mind plus a strong body will equal a life well lived. One more time. I realize there are so many things outside of our control. Relationships dissolve even when we've done everything right. We encounter health difficulties that overwhelm us even when we've done everything right. Issues come up that push us out of what we love even when we've done everything right. I understand that. That's not failure. Failure is having relationships dissolve, being disqualified from what God has set before us, having the vessel that he's given to us, that is God, has given to us to do the work he's accomplished us to do, having that vessel fall apart because we did not prepare. What about you? Life is crazy, and it's getting crazier. Decisions need to be made. Stuff needs to be done. People need to be led and loved. You need to fully live the life you were created to live. But it begins with training today, for the fight tomorrow. I hope that perspective is a help to you. I'm tired, as I'm sure you are, of watching people fall out (laughs) and fail because they did not prepare. Thank you for joining me this week. Really appreciate it. And remember, as we do every single week, that when the bullets are flying, when the bombs are falling around you, you only have two choices. You can march or you can stay where you are and die. But the decision is always 
yours. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.